1: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 254 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always and only by my mainest man, Willie Sailor. Willie in the house. He's in Atlanta in the airport. Hotline. I'm not in the house. Yeah, you're not in the house. You're in a hotel.
0: We have, had, in the house. we
1: have had ourselves a traveling experience over the last couple days, Willie
0: yeah I mean you, when you got stuck in austin airport for a minute
1: for for um several minutes and like four hundred and twenty minutes approximately we were there for seven hours I was quick math. no it, it could be way off what yeah, seven hours seven hours Willie our flight was you got to Austin airport and your flight didn't leave for seven hours that's correct. so well it's actually. You know what? A, a lot of people knock Frontier. I'm going to give Frontier some credit here. A lot of people would go well, – Oh, uh, it was Frontier? Yeah, but oh you got to hear me out. I think they went above and beyond personally. I so, don't. All right, so hear me out. We mm-hmm. were uh, – but yeah, our flight was, was scheduled for 5.30. So we got there at like 4 and it didn't leave till 11.30. So here's what happened. We were waiting for a plane from Ontario, Canada. OK? Mm. This plane did ne- never took off. It had a mechanical issue, and that flight was canceled. Because Canada. Canada. Because I blame Canada as well. I think they were were involved. But ultimately, Frontier could have said, you know what? I'm sorry. The plane's not coming. But you know what they did? This is above and beyond. They sent us an empty plane from Denver. They got some crew ready. They roused some crew, a pilot, and several stewardesses or or whatever they're called, flight attendants. And they got their to Austin, Texas and took us to Dulles. Yes, yeah, seven hours later. Okay. Well they didn't know Ontario was gonna have its issues. They don't just keep a they don't just keep a plane circling the airport in the event Ontario doesn't pull through, Willie. Well listen. Here's
0: the thing. It was Dulles your last destination?
1: Yeah, that was it.
0: Okay, okay. Well, you got lucky that that was the case because in my case, my flight was late leaving at uh, Austin. I get to Atlanta. I miss my connection. I'm at a freaking hotel in Atlanta. I'm supposed to be in Eastern PA, the greatest city on earth right now.
1: This is why, and that's hilarious you said, you think that, but this is why you you go frontier, direct flight, you can't beat it. There's just less variables like that, less things it's you're going It's not direct. You just, you just got lucky that you didn't have to go to... I don't know. No, it's so that's, that's one of the main points we fly with kids. We we try to get direct as much as humanly possible. So, shout out to Frontier. But actually, before we shout out someone that didn't sponsor the show, the whole reason we're doing this show, Asics, thank you for your support. Um, thank I'm you, Asics. Sure Asics would have got you there. Sooner. If Asics was an airline, they would be circling the airport waiting to pick us up in the event. Wait, I
0: gotta tell. I gotta tell this part right. So when. When Christian, when we all go on the road for wrestling events,
1: sometimes cons for. Willie, can you start your story over? You're, having, you're majorly cutting out there. This and that. Oh, no. Chris. Can he not even hear me? Oh,
0: no. So when we go on the road – I can hear you. All right. Well, no one could hear this you. Is, this now. is uh, this is internet problems in Atlanta Hotel, Marriott. JW, I blame J.W. Marriott. Mm. So but,
1: yeah, just start your story
0: over. Okay. So when we go on the road, we sometimes get uh, coupons for meals or for what have you. Um, and Cliff Fretwell always makes fun of Christian – he calls it voucher life, because Christian always takes full advantage of these coupons. Well, Christian told me that at the airport they gave him sixty dollars worth of food credit to get
1: a meal. What did you do with it, Christian? That's true. So, well, I would have I would have gladly spent that money on a meal for my family. So we got fifteen bucks apiece for the whole gang, right? Well, the the issue was we had. We had just eaten when they sent us the email about the vouchers, right? So, well, what do we do? We've got this – I got 60 bucks burning a hole in my pocket, Willie. And it's only – it's not like it – I can't use it the next time I'm in Austin. I can't use it in another airport. I can't – whatever. It's it's now or never. I got $60. bucks. i am going to spend it. So I'm walking all over the airport. Everything's closed. I'm looking for like just a little store where I could get some snacks and drinks or whatever not knowing how much i'm going to get. Well, i can't find anything. Then i'm coming back. There's a there's a like a bar. It's called the Saxon Pub right there by our uh-huh. gate and it has this cooler full of like all these juices. And i was like, "Oh, wow, here we go." So, i got i got some chocolate milk for Caleb, got some apple juice for for Katie and Natalie, and i got about, i don't know, 8 or 9 of those Naked juices. So we got sixty bucks worth of juice, and and I had my big bag, my big uh, book bag. So what we didn't drink is now safely being refrigerated in Virginia. So it was great. What? Would you have a cooler with you? No, no cooler, no cooler. But you know, you fly direct, you get there a little quicker. So I just kept it in my in my book bag. Well, I think most people
0: would have t- taken like one or two drinks. You cleaned out the cooler. You cleaned cleaned out the vending machine, it's... and they have still have it.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't you better they? make
0: sure they were cold the whole time? Because that you could get scurvy or something. Scurvy because they're they're fresh juices. Fresh juices, they're yeah,
1: bubbly. yeah, yeah. They're fresh juices, but no, they're fine. I drank I drank one yesterday. They keep you. They keep you moving. It's good. So yeah, we did that. Um Travel play. Hey, let me shut this door, Willie. Why don't, you, why don't you cover like eight seconds for me? Okay. Well, enough of the travel thing. You know, let's Let's
0: dive into the wrestling. Um, it is the holiday season, so I know a lot of people are traveling, and you're probably feeling the pain of travel. So we shared our, our travel pains a little bit. Uh, but really, we got an early Christmas holiday treat. And I always say... I have always said that if you put – we need more college duels on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, middle of the week. Give us something to to watch. Give us something that everybody can focus on because most of our events, 99% of our events are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's not as easy to watch everything that's going on because there's – you just get this big glut of action at one time. So – on Tuesday, we had an excellent duel with the Cowboys versus the Cowboys mm.
1: at Bryce Meredith high school gym. Yeah, it was it was a couple of things. One, it was on a random night, uh, Tuesday. But two, they actually – I don't it, – it will never make sense to me why more coaches don't do this. Start the duel at the weight you want so you can keep the butts in the seats for the entire thing. Don't start at 25 if the heavyweight match is going to be a snoozer. Start at 149 so you end with the match that everyone came for. They have The the coaches can agree on starting weight every time, and they never do in the name of, I don't know, gamesmanship or maybe it's an, they think it's an advantage or they're a traditionalist, whatever. Coach Branch, Coach Smith came to the right consensus, the rare yeah. correct consensus. Start mm-hmm. at 149, end at 141. It won't a- impact the dual – in any way negatively, there's nothing. There's nothing <laughs> about starting at 125 that it's just the lightest weight. There's nothing. Uh, it, it makes no sense that that's just like oh we'll just start 25. It's like you can well, make, make uh, it. Yeah, for sure. But in most cases, I don't
0: know. In, mo- in a lot. In a lot, they should do it more. You're right. But in a lot of cases, is there that premier matchup to to really hit? And you know, I mean, it was in Bryce Meredith's
1: high school gym. So I Yeah, I do think – I guarantee – I would love this could be my job. I would simply just tell everyone what, what match to start with. It's pretty simple for most. Yeah, not every match has a marquee. Not everyone has a Meredith Heil, but there's a match that people decided to go to watch that is the probably the consensus one they're looking the most forward to. In every 10-match duel, there's that match. Sure. That Richie Lewis, Alex Marinelli – I should have been the last match at, at Rutgers, Iowa – they they yeah. should have done that. That was the most anticipated, bar none, but the, but it ended with with gross and stole. Okay, mm-hmm. um, didn't have to be that way. So, but but most coaches just aren't, for whatever reason. I mean, and I get it. Right, you're you're thinking about your team. It's it's probably not creating the fan experience is like probably not what you're most excited about or making a, that product better. It's probably not top of your mind, but. It doesn't require a lot of bandwidth to figure out what weight is going to be most anticipated. And let's just end with that instead of ending with with heavyweights or or whatever weight, right? Or drawing and starting at 65 and it doesn't make sense to end at 57 because 65 is the best match of the duel. And you know what? Another thing that factors
0: into that is most duels – I mean you could say that about Rutgers, Iowa. But most duels you don't really – figure to come down to the wire right? like there's not there's no strategy involved there's no additional real
1: pressure involved the, the same um, 10 matches are going to get wrestled it's not like anyone bumps up or anything no one bumps up they bumps never up.
0: they never bump in college they so never if,
1: juggle a lineup it's, gonna be so, the, yeah. it's the same 10 versus the same 10 so just do it at the end it the right way do do what makes sense do it take that easy it's an easy dub it's an easy win. It's an easy little enhancer, guaranteed enhancer. Why are we just like, nah? I'm traditionalist. Nah, I don't really care about that. Because that's what you're saying. You're saying you don't really, you don't honestly care about it that much if you're going to let the best stuff happen first. Um, right. It's ten matches. End with the best and and, and create the best fan, G- fan experience. GSP doesn't fight Anderson Silva. I don't know, <laughs> they, yeah, uh, first. first to last. They don't do that first. Yeah. That, that's not on the UFC fight pass. They're 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 gonna they're gonna they're gonna hang on to that one. Uh, it's yeah, it's simple. So it's frustrating that that doesn't happen more. So a an especially big shout out to Coach Smith and Coach Branch for reaching the correct consensus because um, it was awesome. Additionally, yeah, I mean, so ama- amazing atmosphere the, as well.
0: Let's get into the duel itself. Let's. Um,
1: Okie State, right off the bat, looked rusty, right? Oh, yeah. Ru- well, I don't know if rusty. I mean, the obvious. Not rusty. Fatigued, you know. Or yeah. Just not sharp. Not sharp, not um, super. Yeah, they just didn't look good. They didn't look good. Well, um, Christian,
0: a credit to you. You, I don't want to say foretold this, but maybe foretold it a little bit on like, on like Monday, Sunday or Monday, you said uh, – it's going to be really interesting to see Okie State make weight at Northern Colorado, and then the next day make weight at Wyoming. I mean that is, that
1: is difficult.
0: You talk back to back weigh-ins are tough. Back to back. Whether back to back weigh-ins or the altitude or both, there's no denying it. You saw the
1: effect. Oh, there, there's it, yeah. There, you're exactly right. There is no denying it. It it, it does impact your wrestlers to, to, to the degree it impacts some and not others. I don't know, but it, it hurts. It is not. And, and it's probably a worthwhile thing for the Cowboys to go through too, but yeah, it, it is not ideal. And it's not ideal that Wyoming wrestled at Reno on Sunday either. So they both were kind of a little stacked, but at least, you know, you're at your home, you're used to wrestling and training at altitude, et cetera. Wyoming, There's, you know, is Wyoming is the
0: highest elevated division one team uh, not Division One team, the highest elevated Division One university.
1: Oh wow! Holy cow! I didn't realize so I, it. Yeah, I went
0: to I went to grad school there, and you know, you can't tell by by my physique now, but at the time, I ran a lot, and I came from I came from Nebraska, and I was running a lot, and I went to Wyoming, and you could you could feel it immediately, mm-hmm. and so. Um, those guys. Two night weigh in. Altitude's a real thing. Um, Good
1: team. They're wrestling.
0: And it's, a hungry team, right? They were. Oh, they were. Yeah. They were very. They were very. I mean, the deck was sort of stacked against them, really. Yeah. I mean, they had this a special night in Bryce Meredith's home gym. You know, the team was fired up. And so, yeah,
1: and it's like you know when when you're duke basketball you get everyone's best shot when you're at oklahoma state you're when you're oklahoma state penn state iowa you are getting everyone's best shot you're a, you're a um a, a match that's circled on the calendar for pretty much every team and north carolina
0: lost to wafford last night right like i mean teams come in fired up for you right whoa is that true in basketball holy I
1: yeah i know but yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> um. So yeah, they they come out. Sam Turner beats Geo, and immediately it's like, whoa, boy. And then Archie beats Blaylock, and that's like kind of probably what was supposed to happen. And then Ashworth, but Ashworth beating Rogers, I did not see coming. Ashworth has now, to be fair, Ashworth's beaten some guys. He's done it before, but I I didn't didn't see Rogers. Well, how about that match?
0: Like. I think when we saw, when we saw, um, Sam Turner, Sam Turner was a revelation to me in Fila Juniors Mm. in Vegas. Um, and I'm like, wow, this kid can wrestle. And I, you know, Mike Malinconico, for whatever reason, he's always been high on Branson Ashworth. And so you look at those matchups, the first three, and, while you don't, nobody would predict a nine-zero score at, for Wyoming after three matches. At the same time, it's not overly shocking. What is shocking is th- the way it looked. Yeah. Like
1: Rogers didn't look good. Uh, Geo didn't look good, right? No, I didn't think. I didn't think either of them looked good. I don't know who looked good. I mean, Pitch. I thought Pitch looked good. But be- beyond that, who was like, wow, they're doing great. Um, so that happens, it's nine zero, and you're like, okay, upset potential, and then really the duel was won for Oklahoma State in these next two weights with Jacoby edging out Kyle Pope in a crazy match where Pope had the lead and just got a little little reckless, a little out of control and gave up a, a takedown, and, got, and I think riding time was an issue there as well. And then Keegan Moore-Chaz Paulson was a weird match as well, back and forth. Poulsen had his opportunity. So two winnable matches. If Cowboys win one of, or excuse me, if Wyoming wins one of those, they won the duel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing more to say. I mean that happened. And then upperweights got rolling. Weigel White Weigel did everything from top. Yes, fifteen oh tech. Actually, I think he got a takedown. Right, but I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not the damage
0: came when he went on top. Stand outside
1: then, the realm for Weigel to get a tech exclusively from Top Wrestling because he rarely shows a ton of interest yeah. in leg attack scores. <laughs> remember the uh, oh remember yes. the four
0: point. Remember the four point techs. What if they had a What if they had a four point tech where if you didn't get a take it was
1: four? That yeah, <laughs> I know that was that they was never my, came up with that one. That was one thing I thought was so stupid about the four-point tech. It's like, well, wait. You, yeah, you want people to show like a diversity in their arsenal, but if someone just turned someone, that would be... The four-point tech is... A mo- Who came... I, we need that guy on the show. Whose idea four-point techs if you didn't get a near fall? That was the stupidest idea you ever had.
0: Uh, well, if you get 16 takedowns, it's, that's not uh, showing superiority. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you didn't <laughs> 16 turn them. Well, wow, that was a fluky kind of tech.
0: Fluky. Uh, fluky
1: 15 takedown. <laughs> Give me a right? yeah.
0: Get that guy yeah, out. Especially especially in this that they went they went fully the other way with this with uh four point near falls now. And uh, the impetus behind that was, well, we want guys working for falls. Well guess what guys? These cheap arm bar tilts that's not that's not working for a fall. These if tilts aren't you're not working for a fall.
1: Yeah, yeah, come on. You're completely right. So anyway, but, um,
0: Derek White rolls. Derek White. I mean, I don't know how good Hunter Mullins is right now, but Derek White looked okay. <laughs> uh, and then and then the turn,
1: um, going down to 125. Nikki pitch, pitch, no problem over Foster. And then here we get to the two, you know, the matches that will be discussed the most for this duel. You get to 33. K. Bridges in on a single. Cade pulls the foot down, goes over under inside trip, and throws himself to his back. Um, Unforced error gives up six points, and it it looked like it was like eight five after the first. And I was like, I think I even said it in the in our little chat. Like pitches, or excuse me, Kate's going to still win this. He's going to. When it's when it's uh,
0: Bridges gets six, Kate immediately gets out. It's six one, and everybody thought.
1: Kate's going to come back, right? <laughs> well, 6 well, not at 6-1 necessarily cuz I mean, Kate to be fair, Cade had a rough one the night before against I don't remember 9-8. Eight. Nine, nine, eight. Eight. Rico, Rico Montoya. Right, so Rico solid. Um but I didn't think that. I wasn't like, oh, for sure Kate's coming back. But when it was 8-5 after one, I was like, okay, the takedowns were coming too easy and I you know, Bridges won. I, I didn't think his tactics were. I, I feel like he didn't hone his tactics well until the third period of, of how to protect the lead. I feel like he didn't really know what to do beyond that because he got he was so on his heels that it was like playing into everything Cade wanted. Whereas I think if Montori well, if Montori had continued to wrestle and get just get to legs, I think it would have. Uh, I don't think it would have had to be some like late win for him eleven ten. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that.
0: A lot of people looked at the duel and said Geo had problems with altitude. You know, Geo faded late or Geo was gassed and this guy was gassed and that guy was gassed and Heil, which we'll get to in a second, um was just nothing left in the tank. Look, there's thirty seconds to go and Cade needs a takedown and I'm like, he's gonna get it. And and I I would bet five hundred dollars through Vegas if that situation was the same um, in any other building, uh, any other location, um, Cade's gonna at least, the very least, get in on attack. I'm gonna say that Cade was also spent. Cade had nothing in the tank. It's 30 seconds to go, maybe more than that, maybe 45. And Montori Bridges like drops in on the easiest single. He just Cade, he just lets them in. He had nothing. He couldn't even sprawl.
1: Right right i i th- and i think cade and that just probably up a of, lot of any cowboy I, I think cade probably had to expend the most energy he ha- sure. imedi- he immediately had to fight off his back and then he immediately had to go into comeback mode catch and release uh yeah and he made a when when you're when you're pushing for takedowns you you can leave yourself a little vulnerable and i think that's what happened there Montori got in on a single ate up a bunch of clock and got the win and um t- to me I look at this match and like his match against Scotty Parker. You can say Cade, you can kind of like almost dismiss the win, but at some point it's like Cade has these tactical blunders that can't be like mm-hmm. not considered, right? He he straight up beat himself against Parker. I mean, he had that he dominated that match and just put himself on yeah, his, I mean, on his back. He put himself on his back here. He said. T- unnecessary risk, unforced error there against Montori Bridges. Yeah,
0: listen, Cade is one of my, when it's all said and done 30 years from now, Cade Brock is going to be one of my favorite wrestlers ever to watch. Same. I love watching him wrestle. Same. Um, But going into any match and going into any big match, I'm almost saying to myself, well, if he doesn't do something silly, um, Mm -hmm. He did it against Parker. He's done it time and time again against McKee. Uh, You know, he he just, you know, he kind of makes mistakes in aggressiveness. Yeah. Sometimes he's, I mean, that thing with Parker, you're up by four, dude. Hang out. (laughs) Just relax. Right. Hang out. Um, when When he wrestles McKee, I love that he goes after and attacks him. But at some point he has to understand too, like, the only time a key scores on you is when you get in
1: scrambles off your own shots. Yeah, for for the most part, that's true. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. That was one I don't know thing. I'm just I, I'm circling back to with Kate. It's like, and you know, he's still a, uh, he's a sophomore, so he's got time to mature and learn. But it is worth noting, right? It is worth like kind of banking, like ooh, just showing some judgment errors that you know when you get against. When when you're trying to win an NCAA title, basically one of those can just end that, right? It's not he, yeah. Not many, not yeah, many, sure. not many guys can make that mistake and still win NCAAs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he puts up so many points, he, right? You know. That and that's so- yeah. He, offensively, so that's he's, he's amazing. Yeah, that's you know, the
0: pros and cons of that. But um, and, and remember too. Kate is a guy that he pulled hard last year. His weight cut was hard, and, and um, he's doing it again this year, right? And so pulling hard back at to Northern back. Colorado, back-to-back, elevation. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see him go 41 next year. So, But, um, yeah, it, it was probably exceedingly difficult for him last night or Tuesday night. And then we get to Heil.
1: Merida, man. And, you know, com, com, coming in, so much of the talk with Dean coming into this year, because Dean has tons of detractors, tons, to, to the point it's obnoxious, but everyone's like, the danger rule, that's going to get Dean, that's going to mess him up. Like, it was almost celebrated, right? Like, ah, finally, this will be yeah. the downfall of Dean Heil. The, the guy, I don't know how, I did not really think that would be the case, because Innovative guys, um, tactical guys. He's not going to do those things that he was doing. Not going to do those things, right? And and you saw it immediately when he he and Meredith got in exchanges. He was not. He he maybe gave up one danger swipe that entire time. He was passing legs quickly, sitting up, getting out of ninety. Um, it it was very much. You could very much see. He's like, I'm not getting caught in this danger stuff. At least in that game. And. Ultimately it was Meredith who was one swipe away in sudden victory from giving up the danger takedown and would would have lost the match he was the one. Now, to be fair, Meredith was another guy that people point to and said this guy's going to give up some danger takedowns as well. Mhm. Um I I was impressed with I was impressed with
0: Dean's ability. I mean cuz people said that, you know, like you said, people said oh, Dean's going to it's going to hurt Dean. And true to form, Dean is a champion. Dean is a savvy, high IQ wrestler, and he adjusted.
1: I, I came away. I, I, you know, Meredith got the win, and I thought he looked. He he deserved the win. I thought Meredith was more offensive. He took more attacks, but I I still came away impressed with Dean. I mean, how many singles did he step out of and kick out of from from Meredith? Like he is just defensively amazing. He got away no issues from from Meredith in the second, which I think all things considered when he's fresh and feeling good, maybe that's the case, but Meredith had more to give at the end. Uh, and you know the ride out and getting away in the in tiebreakers was was the difference. And it if yeah, felt- you could go ahead. You
0: could see it in um in as soon as Meredith was on top in the rideout out portion,
1: Dean couldn't move. I mean it wasn't t- that He went immediately a- for a Gramby, which you don't you don't see Dean Dean doesn't have to do that much. It was almost like a last ditch effort. I wonder if he was like, This is my opportunity, right? And then once Meredith had his had the boots in and he's had it kind of secured, there was just no there was no getting out. I and mean, yeah, I think Meredith just had he had more to give there and getting over the hump created um for for Meredith it created one of the biggest ranking conundrums I've experienced in a while. Well,
0: yeah, I, I'm dying to get into the rankings conundrum, but also one last point about Dean's fatigue factor. When he's on top for his portion, I mean, there was almost no fight there at all. I, you, he didn't have nothing left.
1: Yeah, I, and I, then I, I think and he then w-
0: when Meredith got out,
1: he couldn't. Pursue. I mean,
0: I, he didn't even right. He couldn't even chase really.
1: Yeah, he was, that that was it. He was, for that match, he didn't have anything left. And Meredith Meredith simply had more. And, you know, so, I th- I think, man, someone text, uh, the well, to the point with Oklahoma State, after their Northern Colorado match, Coach Smith apparently flew two extra wrestlers out because he was so, like, disappointed with some of their performances. He's really? Like, he just flew guys out that day. It's like, all right, get ready. Wow, we might not need you. They, I don't think, like Boo, Boo was one of the guys that he flew out, but he didn't end up using him. Um, how does it? How does it work? How does that work? Um,
0: Boo, Boo couldn't wrestle first semester. Can he wrestle? Uh, yeah, he, after kids come in, or
1: yeah, I'm apparently I, if they flew him out, they flew him out. He dressed. I, I he weighed in. I'm pretty sure too. He was there, and when they were doing lineups. So I'm assuming, yeah, he's good to go now. So I believe we'll see Boo get the nod over Geo, at least some. At least it'll be a, a timeshare type of deal until it's really figured out. But you, you, you gotta assume Boo's in the in the driver's seat there. So I, I think Coach Smith was a little aware of kind of where the guys were for this one. And he's not gonna he's not gonna really. I, I don't think Coach Smith is gonna particularly care. He is so bottom line, no excuses. Like, maybe yeah, in the, in, yep. the ba- in the back of his mind, he probably knows that it is difficult to make way back to back days, two different plays in elevation. But I think g- generally, like the message, and it's what I appreciate about, about Coach Smith. It's like, so what? It's like just be. It's like just you got to get over. it. Yeah. That's, that's your circumstance, right? Wh- right what What yep. are you good? What are you gonna do about it? That's the deal. So so react, overcome adversity. Um so I'm sure that, um, I'm is, sure you think Do you think, they'll do have
0: you think some, or do you have any do you have any gut feeling or intelligence
1: on if it will be uh Boo or Geo when it's all said and done? Well no, I said earlier, I, I think we'll probably see Boo get some opportunities and I think at, at the very least, I expect I have no intel here, but I would expect at least a timeshare. You know, Boo goes one, Geo goes one, kinda of like you've seen Iowa do in the past. And um will they'll, they'll get their chances. But right now I think Boo has proven more. Well, I mean who would you who would who would you think starts at Big Twelves or enters Big Twelves? Uh, I would say Boo Lou Allen. That would be <laughs> if I was just based on what you've seen this year so far, I think that's probably who I'd take. But Geo's had moments too. And uh yeah. Okay, so one last thing, I know we want to get into one forty one rankings. It's gonna be a great
0: conversation. But before that, I want to talk a little bit about what Bryce Meredith said after oh, the yes. duel Thank you. about, um, uh, you, guys, this is a great environment. You can win here. You can win at smaller programs. I mean, he flat out said, if you haven't watched the video yet His of interview. Bryce Meredith's yeah. post-match interview, go watch it. Um, if anything, you, maybe you don't agree with it, but it's, it's very interesting to, to hear from a, a celebrity status level division one wrestler. And he says, you don't have to go to these, you don't have to go to the biggest power programs. You don't have, to, and he specifically said Penn state, Ohio state, Okie state. He said, you can win, you can develop, you can get an opportunity to start and hone your craft and get that experience by going to quote unquote, smaller programs. Um and I thought it was interesting to say the least uh thought provoking um I think there's pros and cons to it, sure uh but we have also said uh, on a lot of occasions uh maybe not publicly, but uh why go if you're a certain situation and if you're a certain depending on what the situation is at a program. Why go to a big program to compete for a spot or, or have a shaky um, opportunity to start when you can go to another program and get right in the lineup? Uh, now, the, the the pros and cons of that are, you know, the detractors, the fans of the big programs will say, well, that's taking the easy way out. Well, you don't have the best partners. Well, you're not going to hit your peak. Um Maybe, but that's not entirely. Doesn't have to be true.
1: Well, I th- I think there's. I think Bryce. I I agree with much of what he said. I think th- there are so many programs you c- you can win NCAA title at Kent State. You can win one at you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think Wyoming has yet. but I think you know you can. You can win one at uh, NC State. There's a lot of programs you can win a national title for. I I think Bryce typifies this point because. He was at – now, NC State is not – I mean, maybe they are. NC State kind of – in maybe 10 years, we'll say they're a power program. They're they're an elite program. But he was there, right? And when you're in a room that has a lot of talent, it maybe you don't – I don't think NC State quite knew what they, they were letting get away, right? Um as if they did, right. I think they probably would have made it work with the forty one forty nine situation with Bryce. Bryce was going thirty three, is way too big for that at NC State. So he transfers out. There's something to be said. I remember this story. Actually it kind of comes back to NC State and Coach Popolizio. I think it was Coach Papadado's was on uh Coach Papalizio's staff and, and being up to I hope I'm not mistelling the story, but the but the general essence of it is is the point I'm making. Where they had Binghamton had this guy named Josh Patterson, who was hands down the mm-hmm. best wrestler at Binghamton, and Coach Papaleo just basically said to Dallas, "Your one goal, get this guy on the podium, and you can kind of do that with with these programs like a Mark Cody at American. He had a couple studs that got a probably a ton of coaching focus and and the, all that goes along with that, and you get just extra development. Whereas if you are one of, uh, you know it. Even at NC State, you know, there's there's 25 t- guys that are probably on Bryce Meredith's maybe talent level, especially when they arrive on campus, that you, really they don't stick out and there's only so much time you can give to each. Whereas if you're at uh, a Wyoming, now Wyoming's getting there too to where they have a pretty deep room, but still the point is like if you're if you're the big dog there, you're you're just going to get more attention and investment than maybe you would at a, and an Ohio state or, or a Penn state. Now, the the I think the biggest de- detraction from that is yeah, the partners maybe aren't on point, but uh I think I think you can do a lot who I mean think about think about Kyle, you know, who's I mean he's been going with Travell, but who's really been pushing him. Who pushed Justin Kilgore when he won an NCAA title? Who was he? Yeah. Was he going with Andrusi? Who was he wrestling I think he might even go with Zeb Miller. Yeah, I think Zeb was his number one training partner. He won NCAAs. Okay, doing grind matches with Go Cass. Are you kidding me? The guy won a title. Yeah. So, so I, I so think partners are important, but maybe the the degree of which they get you to the next level is not as important as your internal drive which i think bryce meredith has a tremendous amount right right you're not listen you're not going to get to the
0: you're not going to get to the pinnacle of the sport and you're you're not going to get to the you're not going to maximize your potential anywhere in any facet of life if you don't have the internal drive if you don't put in the work if you don't do things right uh so that that thing kind of gets thrown out the window when you when some people say, well, okay, take in point, Colin Moore uh, from Ohio State, right, number one in the country, um, he said in response to Bryce Meredith's interview, uh, and I quote, because it's on Twitter, yeah, but if you want to go to those big schools, you can work hard and start. Um, what To rebut that, Colin, I would say that you're going to want to work hard Anywhere you go, if you want to be good, um, b- right? Bryce Meredith is from Wyoming. Um, but I, you can you can work hard and start and get to the top. Bryce proved that he's an NCAA finalist.
1: Right, um, he, right. He's beaten the you know he's outplaced the Ohio State rep at that weight the last two years. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I
0: think I think lost and, and Colin Moore also said. Uh and being a man isn't being financially independent at age 18. Everyone has school debt and you'll and you'll get no, a good not job. Not everyone
1: Don't. does have school debt. <laughs> not Don't everyone worry. does. That's not that, hey, That's not necess- that doesn't have to be true. No, it doesn't have to be true. But um, it is true at uh at many of the bigger programs because mm-hmm. they got they have when you have 17 blue chippers that all need money, that gets divvied up really quickly and yeah K- Colin Moore I mean to use an example I don't I don't know any financial packages I have no idea what Colin Moore's on um he could yeah. be on a full for all I know but uh, hypothetically if he's on a half he could be on a full at Kent State now he mm-hmm. wouldn't be going with Kyle Snyder and Terrell Delagnev on a daily basis with that he wouldn't be in the environment Ohio State he be at K- but point being well, th- the financial Colin- packages are not equal right
0: and i think Colin took You know, Colin obviously goes to the big programs that Bryce was talking about, but Colin's reaction I think was more of a – I read it as Colin's taking offense to Bryce saying you don't have to go to a a big program as opposed to um, him thinking that he's being critical of going to – Bryce is not mad that – Bryce is not mad that Mark Hall goes to Penn State and – Kyle Snyder goes to Ohio State. He's just saying you don't necessarily have
1: to. You can win a national title elsewhere. You can reach your goals elsewhere. If you have Mark Branch and Coach Kyle, he's got he's got Tion Ware. I mean, he's got all these coaches, great coaches in his corner. You can get a great experience. Um, I I do think it's a misconception where you have to go and what what you. Um, I mean, there's there's obvious benefits right at the big programs, but. Of course
0: it's been proven time and time again that you do not have to, um, you you know, here's, here's the thing. What last show or a couple weeks ago, we talked for a half hour about Rutgers. Mm -hmm. We've spent, we've spent 40 minutes of this show talking about Wyoming. Yeah. Um, there's good there's good compelling teams, there's good situations that aren't the big 3 or the big 4 or the big 5, right?
1: Of course. Yeah. It's 100% true. And NC State's proven it there on the on these there's a ton of examples. Virginia Tech, NC State, um, et cetera. So So, thank you, Bryce. Now- I, I I I always appreciate Bryce's candor. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, although you
0: guys are, you guys have like kissed and made up or something. He used to come at you. He used to be a cri- little critical of you, and I loved it. Um, now you guys are like BFFs or something. I don't like it.
1: Huh. We're not. I would not describe us as BFFs, but I don't know. I I never understood why he cared what he was ranked. He was a 14 seed. and made the finals. It was always about rankings. But um, yeah, it's always respect. okay.
0: So speaking of rankings. What
1: in the heck do you do at 141, Christian Piles? Yeah, this is one of those instances where I think I if if another ranking organization had one, – there's one of three, I think, right, right-ish answers that are like defensible. I think very reasonably you could say Yanni is undefeated. He beat Meredith, who's beaten Heil and Jack. He hasn't had the opportunity – but I think you put him at number one. He's earned that. Uh, and that's reasonable. You could say Dean Heil has beaten Bryce Meredith four or five times. He's beaten Kevin Jack. He's beaten Jaden Ironman. He's beaten all these guys multiple times. He's a two-time national champion. and He's won 55 of his last 56 matches. He deserves a mulligan in this instance. I think that would be correct, too. I think it would be correct to leave Dean at number one. But for me... For Meredith to beat number one and number two, and number five, and number eight twice, and number ten twice, uh, I I think I think he's your number one. He just beat the number one. It's such it's a win that no one else really has. Like there are a few guys that that have have a win of this magnitude and, and to beat number one and number two in a weekend and to have, and, and what I think ultimately really helps Bryce's case is just to have a strong track record behind that of excellence right. that holds you up there. So when you combine track record with beating number one and number two, and then number five, I think you're number one. I think you're number one right okay. now. And so that was the conclusion that Andrew Spay and I reached and we put Bryce Meredith, one, Hialda, two, and Yanni, three. And Yanni is the one that kind of gets squeezed out, and maybe it's not the uh, what what it should be. But I think come NCACs, if Yanni runs the table, he's the one.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's absolutely right. The, the thing with – it's always difficult with freshmen because – even the most talented of freshmen because by definition they have a smaller body of work. And when you're talking about um when you're talking about Meredith, you're talking about an NCAA finalist that's that just beat number one and number two, right? And when you're talking about elite wins, um Yanni has won. Well
1: uh Well he beat Albert twice, which is like yeah, I, I feel okay, like not quite a Yeah, all
0: the, Of all the guys in the conversation, of all the guys in the top five, um, you know, Yanni has won and Meredith has a bunch historically and this season. Um so it's really difficult. I don't like I don't like oftentimes when a guy is quote unquote in the same tier to have one guy below another guy when they just wrestled and Yanni just won. But at the same time, their, their resumes sort of aren't in the same tier.
1: Yeah, I completely. Yeah, I agree. They're not. That's not Yanni's fault. He's a true freshman. Not, not, his, not his fault. It's just time. It's just. It's just the way it, it works. I think. I think it's the right move to make. To make Bryce one. That's why we did it. Uh, Bryce is going to have. He's. He's not out of the woods yet. He's. Got, he's going to wrestle. Dean'll have his time. Big twelves will happen. NCAs will happen. And it'll all get sorted out there, but I, I, Yanni's in the driver's seat. He's gonna wrestle Iron Man at some point, and mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I would, I'll take Yanni in that match. I think Yanni. Here's my question: What do, national perception-wise, what did that match change in your mind, if anything? Well, my thing is
0: that my thing is that Dean. Lost a match without giving up a takedown, and I know that I know that that doesn't matter. Bryce Meredith got his hand raised, but when you're looking at a guy who hasn't lost in two years besides that um it doesn't really change my perception of Dean one iota
1: same exact same i i it's a it, it was tiebreaker ride outs we've seen it and yeah, I still think if you thought Dean was the favorite coming in, I don't think that that should necessarily change your mind. Although, on the you don't watch that match and go rut row, right? Yeah, you know. exactly. Especially in, with the knowledge of how Oklahoma State looked in general. So mm-hmm. with with Dean, here's he's in so many close matches, right? But he always wins them. So on the one hand, it's like. He wins close matches. This is what he does. And this kind of – this shows something big that someone else can win a close match against Dean because it rarely, it, it just doesn't really yeah. happen. doesn't really happen. So it's something said, well, okay, maybe that's the chink in the armor you can kind of point to. It's like, well, he lost a close one instead of winning a close one. But t- to me, it was just a confluence of yep. things and an ultra competitor in Meredith. And th- the track record still says Dean to me. Yep. Now, yep. to me, and and I know Bryce is number one right now. To me, the number one conversation, and the national title conversation in my mind is Yanni Dean.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how well, I see you it. You don't throw Bryce or Jack in the mix.
1: If I got to pick two, um, and and you know, one thing that does have me kind of like questioning that is like. Meredith had surgery in the off season. He talked about this in the interview as well. You just need to listen to that in the interview. But he said, you know, that was my fourth or third match of the of the year. It wasn't really. I didn't feel like I was in good shape then. Now I feel like I'm in great shape. So yeah, maybe he didn't get. Yeah, he didn't give Yanni his best look. But at the same time, Yanni's gonna improve, right? <laughs> like Yanni's the one with the curve at this point. Not you would think hypoth- or, I don't know, hypothetically, yeah. Mean, yeah, theoretically, right? It's it's mm-hmm. Yanni that's going to be making the the leap. So I I don't know. That's just where my head is. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, if you, if you're saying Willie, you have to pick a final right
0: now. Yeah, I go I go with you. I go with I go with Dean Yanni.
1: Yeah, I certainly don't. I'm not I'm not discounting Meredith, um, from making it. There's, there's so much. I mean,
0: Nomad came out with hypothetical or not hypothetical, but projection of seeds and who has what at 125 and and there's so much like i I enjoyed the article but there's so much left of the season it's good to look at it's good to see who has who coming up
1: yeah um he's he's asked to do that piece of content for like three straight weeks i'm like okay he's like so passionate about it all right just do it
0: well there's so many there's so many question marks you know what last weekend uh did you see Derek carr blow that game Against Dallas, no, we fumbled the ball out of the end zone. I'm but anyway, the NFL. I'm kidding. So, so the freaking Cowboys win, and my two roommates are, are Cowboys fans, and they're, they're you know there's two games left, and they're coming up with how how the Cowboys can make the pl- playoffs. I'm like, dude, there's so many factors. There's still two games left, and there's still so many teams in the mix. It's stupid to even do it at this point in time. Now, wrestling's a little different in that. Even if it's stupid, <laughs> even if it's way too early, it's still super juicy to like look at that stuff. Yeah. But it's way too early, so uh, that's a long roundabout way of asking, um, what the seeds might be at forty-one.
1: Well, it as I mentioned, I think if y- if Yanni runs the table, he's got to be the one. Uh, I don't know how good because there's not going to be an undefeated guy in there, and he's going to have had a strong enough. He'll it, just be tough to. To pass I don't know how he pass him he'll pre- he might be the consensus number 1 in the coaches poll too who knows how they're going to do it uh they may decide yeah, he should be one and I wouldn't fault them for making that decision so I think he's going to be the one seed I think if if you just look at history you'd expect Dean to get revenge at Big 12s I think that puts him at 2 and Meredith 3 and then oh, Jack 4 that is that is
0: bad for Dean I mean is, yeah so i don't know I don't think have so to beat him anyway, but wouldn't it be best for dean if it would if it was dean one yanni two Meredith three yeah i i guess i mean i think I don't, they're
1: the only two that can beat him in my opinion, so okay well you were you're the one that wanted now hold on now hold on we we even, you have been talking up Ironman, all this stuff. You're immediately you're out, so you're out on Ironman, and you mentioned Jack ten minutes ago, like because I didn't mention his name. So where where are yeah. you? Where, I, I think are you cooling on on Jaden a little bit? I've been trying to do that. For
0: you. I'm not cooling on Jaden, dude. All
1: right, well you no. just you literally just did. You were talking a week ago. You're like I think he's I think he can win okay. the title. I think he might pick.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. However, the point holds. Don't you think it would be much more beneficial if Dean was the one and Yanni and
1: Meredith were on the other side? Well, yeah, that's what I think because that's who I think the best guys are. Yeah, but I, that's not what I thought you personally believed. So, yeah. So, so, I guess what I'm asking is, Yanni has
0: Yanni has the schedule to get the one, like he, like he'll be the un, only undefeated, but he's only going to hit Albert Meredith. An Ironman, like the whole season, right? But if he, but is, if that he enu- is that enough?
1: It should be. If he's undefeated, I think that's enough. I think that's enough for the one. I think that's enough. Then
0: why? Then why doesn't everybody wrestle like a really weak schedule? Well,
1: I don't. Undefeated? I would. I don't think you and I are. I don't think Cornell wrestles a weak schedule. Um. You can't say someone has a weak schedule. Two teams could, or a team could wrestle the same exact schedule. One, your starting 49 could have a tough schedule, and the starting 74 could have a weak schedule just because the weights or the guys where they wrestle are. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can't make your schedule necessarily tough for all 10 guys. They go to Vegas. They wrestle you and I out of conference. Um, They're going to wrestle Missouri. Um, I know, but. Who, who I, I i know how many other i I, I know all
0: those factors i know all those factors but if you if you can get the one seed by hitting three guys and going undefeated so it run. almost it, it almost helps the case it almost helped I'm, I'm not talking the team here it almost helps the case when if you do have a big match coming up you just you know you're hurt that week uh well. and I'm not talking to I'm talking to anybody yeah, in the yeah. country
1: I don't know. Has that ever really worked? Is that really? I just, I just don't think that's how they're. I don't know. I, I don't think so. And also, additionally, he's going to wrestle Minnesota, so that's Thorne. Missouri, we mentioned, wrestle Lehigh, which is Caram. Forty-one's got a solid uh, guy. Um, Kalazic moved up. Forty-one for North Carolina. Who is that? Oh, Headley. He's struggling. And then EIWAs. He's he. If he runs the table, wrestles all those matches, he's gonna be the one. He didn't duck yeah. it. He wrestled he won Vegas. I'm not saying duck. I'm not oh. saying duck. You're saying goose. I'm i I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know what you is saying. Well they
0: don't they don't count they don't count all stars, so technically Meredith has one
1: loss. Right. Yeah, exactly right. And people are like, oh, you're not counting the that Jack loss. I thought All-Star counted. It does count. He has two losses. It but does, he, It he, does count in my rankings. It doesn't count for seeding purposes. Yeah, and it and me having Meredith at number one doesn't mean I discounted the All-Star. He lost to the number two guy in the country then, but who was ranked ahead of him. Or maybe he wasn't at that point. It doesn't matter. He lost to Jack. Then he beat Jack, okay, who he's – um, has the advantage against historically, and then he beat number one. That's why he's number one. So, no. The next the next highest ranked guy
0: at EOWA is Tyler Smith at 13.
1: Yeah, and we'll see uh, if Karen, what Karam emerges into. I think 17th currently. Currently, right. But I think as he gets some more opportunity, he's going to scuffle. He could raise his stock a little bit there. So we so we talked about that. We talked about forty one. That's been, man, it, it was amazing. for For having a a seven hour flight delay, it couldn't have gone much better because I got to watch every second of that duel. Wrestling Twitter was on fire the entire time. I got so ex- yeah. I got so excited. I just tweeted this: is "The greatest duel of all time." Which is not true. <laughs> which is not true. I didn't really be- believe it, but that's it was just-
0: like that's a Willie that's a Willy tweet right there.
1: Exactly. I that's was a- just. I was just trying to. I was trying to pour gasoline on the on the excitement of, around that duel because I just thought it was so freaking awesome. Um, so it's been a great little midweek. What was supposed to be kind of a nothing week in wrestling is giving us. That's, those midweek duels, college coaches. You want to put hey. your team in the spotlight? Do a mid do midweek duels. Yeah, They're great. Quit the Friday Sunday. I know it's it's probably a pain. It's easy to say. And the, the reason they don't do it is school schedule, right? School. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're not missing. Yeah, but – yeah. They they miss a lot of school. <laughs> Arizona State was in Michigan for, for all of November basically. <laughs> but they, they like <laughs> didn't go home. They had to bring like – they had like an academic advisor like fly out with them. They were out. And they were not in school for so long. I'm dead serious.
0: Yeah, and then – It was like two or three they're like. They give him a good break here, though. I was talking, I talked to Pritz, Iron Man, and um, yeah, they, they, they gave him a little bit of a break. But I don't, I don't know how they do it, Christian. I don't know, I don't know how the heck you balance school and Division One wrestling. It is the, those guys. They should be like the the military should immediately ask them if they want to be Marines.
1: Yeah. Hey, SEAL teams. Navy, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the time management on top of the physical tasks that they do day in, day out. It's that's why wrestling's the best sport, Barn. One of the many reasons. Uh so you mentioned mentioning Arizona State. Get into a little Midlands discussion because I got a I think it was a DM, it might have been an email, I can't recall which about um us kind of bearing the lead a little bit with the Midland scoring structure because it's unique, right? You enter fifteen guys, but you can choose your ten scorers. So Iowa theoretically could not score Stickley and score Caleb Young instead mm-hmm. as his tenth. Arizona State and, and by that,
0: and by that you mean score Young and Gunther.
1: Correct. Yeah. Thanks. So they or Young and Marinelli, depending on what Young right. may, Young may go sixty-five. Right. But the point is, you could start two guys at the same weight. And yep. get those points. So you say, okay, then maybe that's going to help Iowa because they're they're going to their backs going to be maybe not against the wall, but it's going to be tough for them to win Midlands with Arizona State and Rutgers in the mix. But I think it helps Arizona State maybe more than them because apart from getting Caleb Young in the lineup, who else do they get in the lineup that is going to score points because they're not going to pull Lee's redshirt for this one. If PD three wrestles, it won't be attached for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. I don't think so. No, it won't. So other than that, where is it going to help? So, yeah. So PD three will not. I, the way
0: I understand it, he will not be if he gets into grad school. He will not be able to wrestle until classes start. That's the way I understand it. Okay. Um, so just a word on that, Christian. Do they have to declare? Uh, do they? Yes. Do they have to declare which guys are scoring before the tournament starts? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I thought I thought at the scuffle, isn't it at the scuffle? Whoever yes. just ends up scoring the most, right? You don't that,
1: have to declare that one year uh, it was like Conway Gulliban, Maybe it was like who's going to be the their number one scorer? And it, I could be not wrong. I, Conaway was involved, but I don't know about Jimmy. But anyways, what the way it played out um i think conway ended that's up having the score they just take whoever scores the most at the weight.
0: that's a big change right because you have to decide who's your star it's like fantasy football do i play exactly do i, do I play joe montana this week or do i play dan marino and yeah. then the one you don't start ends up scoring the most
1: right so, in, in the scuffle if Devontae freeman gets 40 points on your bench you just he's are you just moving him from not your bench Right, but in Midlands, so yeah, there's a lot more of a strategic component. And so that's that's Iowa. But here's what Arizona State can do. They could they could wrestle Surtis and Maruka as scores as scores. But here's another one. Instead of maybe Cade Belshay. so I, I here's who I think that would replace. I think that would replace their forty one. Um I can't remember their Villa Villarreal, I think is Arizona State's four. I would rather I would rather start Jason Sursis than Nico Villarreal. Not a hot take. And then at ninety-seven they have Cade Belcher. If Christian Pagdaleo is right, I'm starting that dude all day over Cade Belshay. He's I just think the the possibility for him to score real points is is high. So I think those are. Two guys that Arizona State could potentially is Belcher is Belche not doing hot? He's a true
0: freshman he's, from Buchanan, California. Well, fine. I don't, I haven't. He's fine. Well, yeah,
1: fine. Not. Fine. I, I I'm just high on Ty Yeah. What's so, his deal been? Um, um up and down. Off the. I don't have it. He's not ranked, so I'm not like 100 sure on like the ins and outs. I'll look it up if you you can fill a little time here.
0: Well, uh maybe Rucker is Ruckers is there, right? I mean
1: Yeah, and I don't I was trying to think of where Rutgers could
0: Ruckers they have two in the middle there, like 65, 74, I think. Um I mean I don't know if they're high point scorers, but uh Grillo
1: Van Brill or you know, they had a couple guys there. So he's so yeah, Belshay is like one and six. He lost to Beasley, Kellen Stout, Nate Roeder, Andrew Marsden, and Gage Hara. Gage,
0: his name's not Gage Hara. Hara. Gage Hara. Where did he? Gage Hara. He's
1: how old? He's thirty. I, I swear to God, Christian. I'm looking Gage it up now. Gage Hara. I'm. Look, I'm calling. I'm calling. BS. Something's up. Gage, listen to me. Gage Hara.
0: Wrestled at Flow Nationals when it was at Drexel.
1: Yeah, then he went to Drexel. Well, so did Kyle Snyder. Pretty sure he wrestled at that Flow Nationals too. I got yeah, to find out how was, old this guy was, is.
0: He was a. I'll tell you what, he was trading partners with Austin Marsden.
1: All right, I'm looking. I'm trying to find when he graduated. Oh my gosh, he's been on three... Dag- he's been in at least three teams. Drexel, Notre Dame, now he's at Clackamas. Oh my he's gosh. A, All right. He's a freshman at Clackamas. No, he can't be a freshman. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Alright, in 13-14, he was a redshirt freshman for Notre Dame. Oh, we're trying to connect the dots. People are probably pulling out their hair, listening to us talk about Gage <laughs> Hera. But if you've been following Gage National Hera. High School Wrestling... That name rings out because he was a – He, he, was, he, he was, was really good. He was really good, and now he's still wrestling somehow at Clack. Well, wait. He's wrestling 97? 97. You know, he – him and Marsden
0: were – Jesus, he might have wrestled. Him and Marsden were like 195, fifth two twenty or something, and they ended up switching weights because when Austin Marsden signed to Oklahoma State – they said, we need to bulk you up. You're going to be our heavyweight. Mm-hmm. So him and Harry he was actually smaller than Harry but they they switched weights to bump up. Uh, I can't believe we're talking about this yeah, right we, now.
1: We, we should really stop. And yep, uh, But honestly, it's, it's time to go. An hour, three minutes. And uh, this mm-hmm. is a little old school. This was not live except for Willie and I. Willie and I are the only special edition, two listeners who got to listen to this live. But <laughs> well, you'll listen to it very soon, and you're listening to it live right now, so you don't really know the difference. It really wouldn't have added much uh, in this in this case. No, no peanut gallery, no fancy camera. So uh, we'll be back. Maybe we'll do. You know, this wasn't that hard. We could, we could. Wasn't climb. hard at all. Yeah, maybe we could do another one of these as a as a Christmas treat. This is a
0: Christmas. Are you have have you had peanut butter pie? yet? I'll tell you what. I was really skeptical. I was actually dismissive of the peanut butter pie, and then um, Mrs mrs deborah piles made it for me mm-hmm. for thanksgiving she didn't make it for me she made it for the family but i tried
1: it and it was delicious
0: i know uh we'll, we'll have one you're back in the you're back in the motherland of virginia now have you had peanut butter pie yet
1: not yet only been here a day um we had some tasty lasagna but i know that in in a day or two we're gonna have the pie
0: speaking of listen to this every time i come home my mother you know she treats me like uh she treats me like I'm a 15 year old kid, and uh, and she, you know, she takes care of me. She's a typical old Italian, uh, uh, an Italian mother, right? Mm-hmm. So every time I come home, she's like, "What do you want? What do you want me for to make special?" I said, "How about lasagna, right?" So the woman makes lasagna for me. I- I'm supposed to land at 11 p.m. last night. I was gonna get home, have homemade, oh, authentic no. lasagna, and I'm in. Uh, instead, I was at a bar eating chicken fingers in Atlanta.
1: Oh, no. How the tides have turned. We were going to be lasagna bros yesterday.
0: We were going to be lasagna brothers. Uh, listen, we, we could have been, we could have went periwinkle brothers on Tuesday, <gasps> lasagna brothers on Wednesday.
1: Oh, man. Next, next time. Next time.
0: Next time. We'll be lasagna brothers. So,
1: I had to change rooms for better internet, and my phone's in there, and I don't have the outro music, so... This is a little. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it. I'm just. We're just gonna say goodbye, and I'm gonna stop the recording. What do you think about that? All right. There? Uh. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon.